2: David.
3: Football.
4: Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at damashek.nfl.com Now here's your host, Dave Damashek.
3: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damoshek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 155 of the Dave Damoshek football program. Available, as always, on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Shek. S-H-E-K, much to discuss, including the announcement of the locations for Super Bowls 50 and 51, and a whole bunch of other hooey and applesauce that absolutely positively can wait no longer than these next 45 minutes that we have together, joined in Studio 66. Not always, but more often than not, all the way from across the Atlantic Ocean. He's here in Studio sixty-six with us right now. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank
5: from England. Handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England. Handsome
2: from England. He's handsome Hank. from England. Handsome from England. His name is handsome Hank. He's handsome
5: Hank. He's handsome. Hank. He's had some
3: Hello, Handsome. How are you? I'm
5: very well indeed, Dave. How are you?
3: Good. I see you've inhabited the seat of Adam Rank. He yes. usually likes to sit right there, but he's off in Seattle looking at video games or something like that. I don't so, know what he's doing, but, yeah, I'm not but, sure. um,
5: but I welcome being out. This is a very comfortable seat he's left here.
3: Yes, indeed. Well, it's, it's well worn. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and uh, it's battle tested. Yeah, think the
5: springs it'll... have gone.
3: Yeah. Well, that's to be expected. Um, but uh, auspicious for uh, an auspicious day for San Francisco, the Bay Area. Super Bowl 50, the golden game, the golden anniversary will be played in San Francisco. And by the way, may I say this? I don't appreciate when San Francisco Bay Area people love to berate Southern California and its residents all the time. And yet I noticed they had no compunction about announcing, hey, Super Bowl 50 back where it belongs in the state where it all started, the Golden Gate Bridge in the Golden State. Yeah, it started in L.A., San yeah. Francisco people and you you know how you hate LA and how it's the worst place on the earth. Then stop using it as a as a bit of leverage Right. For
5: you. No, they claimed Super Bowl 1 pretty quickly today. It was all about, well, it started here and it and it's and it's coming here for number 50.
3: Right, right, right. All right, so let's talk about that and like I say San Francisco, that reminds me of our resident San Francisco 49ers ambassador on the podcast. He also is the original tie in the tie rack the producer who sits behind the glass when we first started this podcast it a year and a half ago here it really did It's the same thing with this it, 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 it's it really is not not unlike the super bowl yes. announcement that's right everybody black tie is out on assignment behind the glass back where this whole thing started out it's necktie milner what's the poop necktie all right. Clapping so, himself, clapping for himself. It's not this just a,
4: me. It's not just me. It's my fan base. Here, that's Dave. not
3: great. That's not great. How say it? Well, we wanted you here, and this works out perfectly, yep. because as you may or may not know, Handsome Hank and I are on a culinary tour across yep. the East United States. We're hoping to take it global. We hope to go continental on September 29th when the Vikings and Steelers play in London town. We'll figure that out. That's something for another day. But we brought you in never too early. Where, where should we go eat when we're in San Francisco in two years?
4: Well, you have to avoid Pier Thirty
3: Nine. Yeah, I you know I've been Everyone's up there. Everyone's going to say, touristy. "Oh, it's
4: Pier 39. Exactly. Right. It's touristy.
3: You uh, get the bread, the sourdough bread bowl, which is fine. It's look, not. Look,
4: we we we've moved on from that. If you can yeah. find the Colombo sourdough, that's, yeah. that's 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 where it's at. Uh, there's a lot of good crab there. If you're a crab fan, I hope you're a crab fan. I, of course, I, I like crab. Everyone likes My crab. man oh, yeah. of great taste. Of course. As uh, I've said
3: before, and I'll say it again now, one of the things that I'm good at in life, I think I am in the maybe top ten greatest remote control operators I've ever known. Right? I've been around a lot right. of people, obviously, watching a lot of ball games, and I've been in a lot of homes, watched people work the remote control. Everyone thinks they're a master, but no, they no. are they are not. Damashek though, I don't want to get into hyperbole. I'm just going to say I'm top ten. Right. I can tell you this much. Put me into any hotel room up in San Francisco two years from now, back in Indianapolis last year, in New Orleans, anywhere else. Whatever hotel room I you, I find myself, five minutes or less, I've mastered that remote to the point I can, I can put myself prone on the hotel room bed sheet down. Of course, I've seen all those yeah. 2020 specials where they put the black light in the room and the filth that covers those bed sheets. I, you know, I know to pull the sheet down. I do it. Go on my back learn my way around navigate my way around the channels where the previous channel button is the volume control and so on inside of five minutes i i I can do it without looking i
5: I wish i'd had you when i moved from the uk to here that was one of the toughest transitions i i found was actually Hmm. the the remote control that really it got me to begin with but i mean i'm I, i feel like i'm I'm not bad now, but I, I could perhaps do with some tuition.
3: I'm, B- I'm happy to give you a tutorial. Yes, Necktie.
5: Hey, so uh, glad to be back
4: on the program. Sure. Guess what? I got you a guest. Who's that? I dug deep into my Rolodex. Well, does does Handsome Hank count? Nah. Okay. No. All right. So I, I did get you a guest. Very own Mark Sessler, everybody.
3: Wow. One half of the Around the League debate club? How about that, Flames? <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. I... Day, either Dan Hansis or I were going to come great up here. Great work by necktie.
2: And uh, got a lot of breaking news downstairs. Roger Goodell's in the middle of a press conference. Not sure if he said anything relevant, but we had to flip a coin, and uh, it landed on tails. So you got me, not Dan.
3: All right. Wow. Well, so be it. We have a lot of important issues to address here, and I want to cover as many of them as we possibly can. Something about something that's been on my, on my pee for some time now is what are the NFL is the titan of all sports now, certainly in in the u s at the very least what but we can always make it better in our ongoing effort to improve the NFL to make it as good as it possibly can be because you know you stand still you know they 're going to catch you. What can we adopt from the other sports out there? I want to talk about that in a second. Another important uh, thing we've been buzzing about the last twenty four hours or so is what is the best Two topping combo for your pizza. Not one topping. Not three. You only get two. Which ones marry together to make the perfect? Uh, to make the perfect two topping pizza. These are things we have to talk about. But Mark Sessler, I want to get your thoughts on uh, two things quickly. We saw on Tuesday they announced that Super Bowl fifty. Uh, that Super Bowl fifty will be in San Francisco. Fifty one will be in Houston, Texas. Um, I, it occurred to me watching this, a 90 minute show on NFL network, it's a sporting event, I think properly, but it has no actual sport being played in it. And this got me thinking, what is the best? What are the best sporting events? Also on Tuesday, the NBA draft lottery where they put, you know, they do the balls and the infamous Patrick Ewing, uh, event of 1985 and so on. That's another great non, a great sporting event that doesn't involve an actual sport being played. So let's go through that. And I'm going to start with you, Handsome Hank. Which one do you think is the best or um, are the best?
5: I, I, I think I may have said it very recently to you, but I'm the NFL draft, to me, is the greatest sporting, non-sporting event. I, I don't think it can be beaten. Everything about it, location, just what it's all about, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's perfect, isn't it? It's, well, I mean, effectively, all it is is like gym class. It's you're picking teams. What but about it's, it's thrilling?
3: Let me throw out a couple of other options, just so we don't mess one because <laughs> this because the announcement of the Super Bowl site uh, it was fine. It, it
5: was, was fine, but it's not an annual event that happens every three years or so. We get excited about it, but
3: well, I, I'll but tell you what's an exciting announcement though is when they announce the Olympic sites hmm. when they have those gaggles of people and the people go bananas like you've never seen them go bananas before. That's pretty good stuff. I like when they do the Olympic. City announcements. Those yeah. are good. Um, the Every March, they do the March Madness seeding announcement, the Selection Sunday. That's among the very best events. I love the NBA draft lottery. I think that's a pretty cool thing. I, I, now, of course, it would be trumped, as I have said this before, talk, the blending of two things. One thing they need to do in the NFL, this Pro Bowl, reshaping it, trying to, uh, you know, give it a redefine it kind of thing. I've said it before, and now I'll say it again. The two worst teams should play one another, and the winner gets the first overall pick. That's the way it should be. That would be—and people have said, cynics have said, who would watch that? You know who would watch that? Everybody. Every football fan would sit down and watch that game. It would be as compelling. And the strategies involved would also be fascinating because, like I've said— if you want to get a quarterback, you need your franchise needs a quarterback. Let's say the Jets. They wouldn't have been in the two worst teams this past year, right? No, they wouldn't have been no, one of they the would bottom two. But all right. Let's say that the Jets were in there. Oh, well, we have to start Mark Sanchez. Well, Mark Sanchez doesn't want to give them the first overall pick, theoretically, <laughs> to replace himself. All Whoa. right. Hey, guess what, Rex Ryan? That's part of your strategy. They gotta figure that out. It's like anything else. This is a this is a unique situation and do you put Mark Sanchez in or do you want Greg McElroy in there because he's going to try he knows he's a career backup all right but that's, that's not a not that if that did exist that's not a non-sporting no sporting no, event. no but that's I was thinking about that because of the draft lottery We're on a wide range of time now yeah, I'm yeah. talking yeah. about things that we need to integrate to make the NFL even right. better see how these things blend together they overlap all right Mark Sessler with all that being said how say you
2: <laughs> well I love the Jets idea yes. or the worst two teams we had one last year, which was take an all-Star team of whoever you want and have them play the Jets mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. That's, that's your Pro Bowl. Or the most or that you could pick whatever team this All-Star group would play, but last year would have been you just want to see the Jets face off against an absolute rugged you know that is a team that I think the, all, the Pro Bowl side, that group, would get amped up for.
3: The game that needs to come back, if we're now that we're off the, the game that we really need to have that has existed in NFL history, is the Super Bowl champion against college all stars. Now there's yeah. no chance that would ever happen again because of all the you know nobody's ever going to jeopardize their their money their millions of dollars and college athletes certainly aren't going to go out there and jeopardize are going to risk getting hurt in front of getting drafted. But boy would that be fun to see! Wouldn't that be what a game that would be? Imagine two years ago, Cam Newton. Of Auburn and all those guys going up against uh, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, gang. That would be
5: fun, but I think maybe they could change it this time around because, I mean, that would be a huge mismatch and it still would be, but pit the worst team in the NFL
2: against.
3: That them. would be a closer match. That at might this be, point, well, yeah.
2: theoretically, right. it should be,
3: right? right all right, so yeah. what's your answer for best sporting event that doesn't have an actual sport in it?
2: I've, I mean, I've got to go draft because I think all the other ones you mentioned, I remember the NBA lottery. Captivating me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's become more dynamic. And I and I honestly just care less about the NBA. And each of those other things that you mentioned, like the selection show for March Madness, in theory it's it's sexy, but the draft has just grown bigger and bigger and bigger, and it has genuine hope for what how as bad as your team is is the higher amount of hope the draft brings. Uh, I love that.
3: Both corporate shills. No, I mean, it's not, shame not on you I no. mean no. On. The
4: draft black... still has players. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, Dave?
3: Necktie. I started to go, go black there tie. I'm go. sorry. Force I hat. So <laughs> I'm the, embarrassed. The
4: draft has been blown out to, what, three days worth of coverage now. It's in prime time. It's got a red carpet to do. It is an event of itself. But you still have players there. You've got uh, 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 teams there, reps there, the whole, the whole shebang. Talk about non-sporting events, events. You've got the BCS Selection Show. that's wow, a that, pretty big one. As well as the hit on it, the, the March Madness Selection Show. These are two selection processes like the NBA Lottery, except the NBA Lottery still has uh, uh, team representatives and league representatives there. The selection shows for March Madness and BCS are just media outlets reporting... Right, uh, I know, a, but it's awesome, thing. though. Nothing. When
3: your team is in it, it's great fun to know. Or, I mean, it, some of the best cutaways in all of sports are those college teams that are on the so-called bubble, and you're watching them sit as uh, sit in a room in, a, like, an empty hotel room or something with their coach all watching the TV. That's a great moment. I love watching that reaction. But um, I think the NFL draft is correct. But you know what you touch on, Black Tie? I mean, necktie. I'm sorry. This, I, I, you have
4: one more, Dave. And Three then what? <laughs> and then what
3: happens? Then you walk or know, what? Then, or then, I'm out. Then, 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 um, then I leave and I what about uh, what, the forget the current BCS? But I keep I keep saying this is going to be the best. That final four, the college mm-hmm. football final four, when they announce what four teams make that thing, that's going to be the best. That's gonna who's you because it's not going to be exciting if you're the number. Well, you know you're in if you're number one, but that. Those thir- three, four, five teams to see which ones get in and which one or ones don't. That's going to be uh, spellbinding. All right, so San Francisco, how do we feel? We happy about San Francisco for fifty. In the meantime, New York City or New Jersey, more prop, more accurately. Then we go Arizona. That's right, Arizona. I hear the drive is a long one. You go, you stay in Phoenix and then drive out to Glendale, Arizona, and it's like a half hour, forty minutes long. away. Is and it? then
4: out in the middle, out in the middle of the desert, is a glorious spaceship that has landed. This giant silver bubble has landed out in the middle
3: of nowhere. You know what we got to look into right now is I don't know if it's well, I guess it would be premature now, but you know the the um, we need to look in and see whether or not the Suns and the um, and the Coyotes are playing. Get tickets to that. Go see some hockey. <laughs> it would be fun. Let's get week. on that. It's um, only two years from now. So and yeah, then yeah. San Francisco. I think that'll be grand. I don't know about the drive from san francisco proper to santa clara but i think you know a week in san francisco i ain't complaining and handsome you and me i think we're gonna have a great time oh, is there better is there a better a better city possible exception of nola than san francisco for right. food oh we're gonna eat and eat and then we're gonna eat some more. i'm
5: worried about i mean obviously new york will be taken care of i'm worried that arizona is not going to live up to our expectations
3: no, because I don't think our expectations are set very high, are they? Mm, maybe not. All right, before we get to the other stuff, let's, because while we have uh, Sessler, of course, from around the league, he makes his pages. As always, with a bit of mirth, I really liked your uh, the way you wrote the <laughs> your top, thir- what was it, top 34 QBs? 35, 30, I think they were
2: 30, No, it was the, 35. 35.
3: Okay. 35. Yeah. 35 QBs. That's weird. How'd you it arrive was at that number?
2: Six, 36, and then I
3: decided I
2: didn't want Chad Henney as part of it. So I made it thirty-five. Well, because I think there's a couple teams where there isn't a clear. Wait a number second. One so guy. you don't
3: you didn't project whether it's Henny or Gabbard. So you go thirty-five. No, I
2: picked Gabbard as the Jaguars quarterback.
3: We have thirty-two QBs, but there are a few that are up in the air. So it could be Sanchez. It could be Geno Smith. And so they, so right. So you you weren't deciding for those teams.
2: Sure. I mean, I didn't include any. But rookies, if you but, but you
3: but you but you but you basically put your vote in because you rated one ahead of the other right I did who'd you have ahead Gino or Sanchez
2: well I mean I I have no track record for, for Geno Smith so I didn't include rookies in this I would have put I could have potentially put Geno Smith higher than someone but I have nothing to measure that on so I put Sanchez, as the last rated quarterback in the NFL, number thirty-five.
3: Yeah, but I don't like mayonnaise, and so if you said to me, "Do you want mayonnaise or do you want a different kind of condiment?" and I and and I said, "Well, what's the other condiment?" I I really I really wouldn't care because I know any condiment would be better than mayonnaise. You know what How I'm about saying? Dijon
5: mayonnaise. Have you tried that?
3: <laughs> I haven't, but I feel like that you'd be trying to, you know. No, 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 this st- is good.
5: They call it Dijonais. It's um not interested. It's mustard. It's it's a mustard-based okay. well, I like mustard very much. Well, I'm exactly. a doctor of mustard. But it's okay. a mustard-based thing, but it's mixed in with mayonnaise. It's pretty good.
4: Henry, are you the guy that likes the peanut butter and jelly in one jar as well?
5: No, I don't like peanut butter and jelly. Uh, I wouldn't mix <laughs> those two together anyway. <laughs> they don't so have that in wouldn't. England?
3: No. They don't have peanut butter and jelly in England. Well, they, no, have they do. It.
5: They have both. It's not, but it's this is more. It's more of an American
3: uh, amalgamation, right? We like. Well, we're masters of convenience. That's well, what I said. After also, I, also I, also I, you,
4: I like, I like my relish. I like ketchup. And I like mayonnaise. Not a big fan of Thousand Island, though. Well,
3: I'm not crazy I'm for relish. Right. Yeah, I don't like it's, that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like in general. I feel like one of the great sucker jobs in the last fifty years perpetrated against uh, we American consumers has been the evolution of shampoo into then conditioner. And I don't think conditioner is a real thing. I don't think it has any value. I think what they did is, hey, guess what? People, uh, apparently people in modern society... Are so malleable that we can say that soap, bar <laughs> soap ain't going to do it. You also need something special for your hair. Yeah. Oh, that's working? Oh, wow, we've had this shampoo stuff going, and it's it's selling like gangbusters for the last 30, 40 years. Maybe we can double down. Make a new one. Let's just take leftover shampoo, change its color ever so slightly. We'll call it something new, conditioner. You can't do without it. Oh, America's using that? All right. Then the fad sort of died down conditioner. Now we have all these, we have we, we have gallons and gallons of conditioner conditioner laying around what are we going to do with it <laughs> that's when you got the two in one shampoos right. i don't even want conditioner and you're putting it in my bottle i don't even have a choice but in it but the good news it's is there's shampoo no difference and conditioner combined in one bottle i didn't ask for your conditioner now you're jamming it down my throat but there is no difference
5: so it's fine it's all it's the same product that it's you had in the first the place the principle
3: and right. i feel like i'm paying a few cents extra on every bottle i buy
2: wait why are you forced into buying the the two in one
3: Because that's how they make it. Certain manufacturers, they don't give you, like, just take the original, but they give it the 2 and one Like, you're doing me a favor. You're just trying to unload all that leftover conditioner. What am I? Some kind of sucker? Take your business elsewhere. It is an (laughs) intelligentsia
2: operation. I'm not sure. Someone's making money. (laughs)
3: Enough about that. Let's talk about your football list. Yes. Okay. Quarterbacks, one week ago, we sat with your friend. Sometimes you're foe when you debate things (laughs) on the Around the League Debate Club, which you can hear every week here still on the uh, on the second Damashek podcast weekly. Now, I want to get Sessler because your time is limited here. I want to talk about your ranking of the NFL QBs. Now, you did this last week and a week after your pal Hanzoos did his list of the 30 best running backs. He got a lot of heat from Dave Damaschek and a lot of other people. Rightly so. Yeah, it was a, a cockamamie list. It was, it was really foolish. And you know, he's not here to defend himself, guys. Yeah, well, no, no, I know. that's I, I like that even better because he could probably take me in a fight. Do you think so? Who wins a fight? Uh, mm. Dan Hanzoose or Dave Damaschek?
2: What time of day?
3: Um, high noon.
5: Mm, interesting.
2: You. Really? Hansus is not a morning person or no. even an early afternoon person. <laughs> it really but Damoshek is neither. Yeah, much.
3: that's true. That's true. And I've never been in a fight. If that influences your decision, I've never been in a fist fight.
2: My instinct you early day into high noon period, when we get towards dusk, I would be very concerned about your chances against Hansus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. All right. I appreciate the honesty. All right. Let's get into your list here. And, again, you can find this at NFL.com slash Around the League. Sessler ranking the NFL quarterbacks is how you find it many many people have already taken a look at. You did much better than like I say Hansu did with the running backs. You go Aaron Rodgers at number 1. I think this is the right choice. Difficult to debate. It's almost become now. I feel like Aaron Rodgers has ruled the NFL for 3 or 4 years now. It's almost we take him for granted, if you know what I mean. You know, he's not had a running game. He's had a shoddy defense. He does have a Super Bowl ring now. You think about, I wonder if that Hail Mary, this might be a good NFL, actually, one of our animated things. If, if, if Hakeem Nicks doesn't get that Hail Mary at the end of the first half in Lambeau Field, do the Packers go on and win that Super Bowl? As I've said, the Patriots— And Packers, neither of those two teams in, what was that, 45, 46, the Super Bowl? Um, No, 46. 46. 46 when they beat the Giants? Yes. Neither the Patriots or Packers had any defense that year. I've said it before. I say it again. The final score to that game would have been two twenty one to two eighteen. They would have both teams would have <laughs> scored every time they touched the ball. It would have just been a matter of how quickly. Outright. Then I then then I think you go get a little off the rails here. You go standard here. You go chalk as the as they like to say. You go Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, two and three. Explain yourself.
2: I look at this list as where we are right now in two thousand thirteen. Okay. I,
3: in that case, Peyton Manning's old.
2: Right? But I'm not saying, hey, listen, who do, who would I want for the next three or four seasons? I was a huge doubter of Peyton Manning. I think on this show last year, I just said, I was on the side, he's not going to come back and be the same guy. He won me over. For the first time, I've never been a Peyton Manning guy. He really won me over with what he did with Denver. I think they've surrounded him with weapons. I think he is going to prove himself to be a Super Bowl quarterback. This he season, must live
3: right, though, and then you have Brady at number three. Yeah, which Peyton Manning must uh, really he he lives a charmed football life. The one year away from the sport, notwithstanding, and his atrocious picks in big situations in January. Also notwithstanding, but he has everything lines up for him, it seems, just about every year. He's been in a bum division almost every season. He always has a good offensive line. He almost always has good weapons. He did have the good year. His last year in Indianapolis made some guys look good who weren't otherwise stars. But he played with Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne has shown that he's still a good receiver, even without the mighty Peyton Manning. So I question having him at number two. But you do have him ahead of Tom Brady. Explain that one.
2: Well, that was tough, but I I think that he is at this stage potentially as a slight edge on Brady. I've seen some stuff in Brady's games of late that concern me, some of his downfield accuracy, some of his issues with throwing the deep ball. Not that Manning didn't have that late. Listen, that top three, you can really rejigger it anyway to some degree. No, you can't. Well, no. Aaron Rodgers
3: is definitely better than those other two. But
2: with, with all three of them, here is what was a huge thing for me up top, and I'm talking top. Five or so. I need the Ironman, the guy that don't miss games for seasons on end. I don't want to put someone in the. What are you
3: talking about? You Peyton Manning missed a full year, and Tom Brady missed a full year.
2: Outside of their their serious injuries they've suffered, these guys are sixteen game starters every single year
3: because they 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 never get touched. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Nobody ever touches them. Talk about that's easy to say. What. It's. Well, I'll tell you what's also easy is completing passes in the NFL when we you, are offensive line when when the priority every year is how do we keep this quarterback safe. I mean that Aaron Rodgers hasn't benefited from the same sort of thinking.
2: Well, the, and, and Rodgers got my number one because of the fact that he is tremendous. Heat is put on him. Yes, and you're right. It lo- he makes never it has look a running easy. game. Right, and he's done more with with less. With me. he almost is like when P- and I am not a huge Dan Marino guy. Is Henry is, of course. But Marino went his whole life in the NFL without a running game and had to do it on the pass. I feel like Rodgers has been not given a balanced offense when the rest of the league these Super Bowl teams were able to provide that for their Let
3: me tell you one more. I made a list a week or two ago about the, what the oh no, we yeah we, we had to collectively do that uh, in one of our instant debates on NFL.com. The best groups of receivers in the NFL and everybody went crazy. How did you not say the Falcons and Broncos? Uh, I, I, I went with uh, a wild card pick. Who was my the pick? The 49ers. Oh, the said, 49ers. Which, which That's which right. Adam Rank uh, took. Um, That's a terrific took, <laughs> choice. Yeah. I like that. Buzz me all you want. But Michael Crabtree Vernon Davis, and so on. Now, Aaron Rodgers, the other one I heard a lot of, how did you leave the Packers off of this list? I contend that those guys, James Jones, you think James Jones – would be productive in the NFL if you dropped him on, say, the Houston Texans or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Would he be good? Let's see what Greg Jennings does with. I mean, I think that'll really tell us a great deal. Let's see what he does with uh, Christian Ponder. What, what would Jordy Nelson be in the NFL if he were, if he were random, if he were an Oakland Raider? Well, how good would he be? So, all right, that those are my remarks on. Uh, I don't agree that two and three, even though. I, of course, it's uh, I'm a heretic for, for suggesting that anybody go ahead of Peyton Manning or Tom Brady save Aaron Rodgers. I would say Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger go ahead of both of those guys. Handsome Hank, how say you?
5: I actually I agree with you on Brees. I always think in these lists, Brees, ne- you never see him amongst the top three. But I think it's tough to argue with his body of work over the last few years and bearing in mind obviously Peyton Manning's missed a season. I think Breeze has been terrific and, and you know, if you talk about a guy who's made his receivers better, Breeze is that guy, you know, that his receivers are all pretty ordinary when you t- if you took them out of
2: New Orleans. With the exception
3: of Jimmy Graham, I right. absolutely agree with that. And we, and you see what happens when, right. uh, you know, uh, the, the uh, uh, Robert Meacham, I was trying to think of his kept couldn't get uh, Devery Henderson out of my head. Robert Meacham leaves and goes out to play with the great Phil Rivers and Didn't disappears really in San out, Diego. No. What about Joe Flacco? You have him at 13, which doesn't sound awful. It doesn't sound like a complete slap in the face, except the names you have immediately in front of him mm. are all the rookie classes. And, uh, Colin Kaepernick, and Cam Newton. You go Cam, Russell Wilson, Kaepernick, RG3, and then Luck at number eight. I'm sure Baltimore fans are none too pleased with this.
2: No, I mean, I took a lashing for that, but I stand by it because, for me, I need to see Flacco go out and produce what he did. He was fantastic in the postseason. I'm not taking any of that away from him. But I just I don't trust that he's going to be that guy when we reset 2013 season, week one through week 16, I think he's going to go back to being an inconsistent... He is inconsistent by nature.
3: Well, let me point this out that agrees with you to some degree. Flacco was dynamite, but what do I always say? The greatest factor for success uh, uh, with an NFL QB... The quality of the offensive line. Witness, like I say, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. And I know I'm diminishing them to say this to some degree, but they've always been kept clean. They just never, you know. And on the rare occasions, the year uh, Peyton Manning's final season in Indianapolis, when that offensive line broke down, lo and behold, Peyton Manning became so mortal and was throwing a ton of picks week in and week out for that three or four-week stretch. He was downright crummy. Because he wasn't being protected. He couldn't do what uh, what Rodgers and Roethlisberger and a, and a very small number of other quarterbacks can do, namely win games in the NFL without having a great offensive line in front of them. And... Wouldn't you know it? A Coincidence? Joe Flacco takes off in the playoffs when that offensive line in Baltimore they, they rejigger the O-line and it becomes dominant. They're able to run the ball. Nobody's getting close to Flacco on a consistent basis. All of a sudden, Joe Flacco's a world beater. I'm kind of with you. Let's see him do that if that offensive line, and they, they have some uh, major pieces. Matt Burke obviously retires. That's a big one to lose. Uh, the guy snapping him the ball. So let's see if Flacco does that under less than ideal circumstances. Handsome how say you?
5: I think it's a little low, and I, I, I don't understand if we talk, if we spend a lot of time, and we have done over the last year, talking about the zone read offense and and you know how teams are building themselves in this way. I don't necessarily get your point that well. You know, you are building for a pocket passer, Peyton Manning, Joe Flacco are exactly those type of players. So what's wrong with with shaping your offense around that type of a quarterback?
3: There's nothing wrong. I, 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 listen, it's not. I'm not saying there's something wrong with it. I, I'm saying that neither one of those guys, well, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, Joe Flacco had that for a month or so right. of his career. Those guys have never not had it, save maybe two or th- three weeks of their entire combined careers. They always have good offensive lines. Now, let's see what happens in 2013. I have a sneaking suspicion that that Patriots offensive line is not going to be all that great. Let's see how Tom Brady plays then. And by the way... Kate Manning, I've beaten him up plenty good on this podcast for throwing big-time picks a la Brett Favre in January. You know who else hasn't been very good in January the last four or five years? Tom Brady. He consistently gets that team to 13-3, and three, also benefiting from being in another crummy division almost every single year. And let's see what he does if that offensive line isn't among the eight or ten best in the NFL.
2: Well, one thing, I mean, I've you know, and I'm not going to go claim that I'm some uh, you know tape watcher that understands how all this operates, but they've talked about Tom Brady's being one of the better quarterbacks when it comes to in the pocket footwork and evading like the pass rush is as good as any quarterback out there. So I think it diminishes him a bit to say that he just standing back to the sort of plotter that's oh, just protected I, by a wall.
3: Guess what? I've talked to other people who played football, who like Warren Sapp and Darren Sharper, two noteworthy guys of the last 20 years, sure. and they agree with Damashek, Oh, you come within three feet of Tom Brady. He doesn't like that. Ryan Clark said that he and said got a little week. bit of yeah. attention for saying that he does not like anybody coming anywhere close to him. That's Where a, would
2: you put Brady
3: on this list? I... Put them for, I'd put them ahead of Peyton Manning. I would go. My list goes Rodgers. And my list goes like this. Who do I want to win one game? I'm telling you no other details other than the the fate of the planet Earth is on the line. Right. I'm not telling you who they're playing. I'm not telling you how good the offensive line is, how good the wide receivers are. All I'm saying is you get to start from scratch. The one choice I give you, the quarterback, to win this one game. I go Rodgers 1, Roethlisberger 2, Brees 3, Brady 4 and then after that I don't care probably maybe even Eli over Peyton but uh, when when it's all when it's all on the line that's what right. I'm talking about you know that's that's my standard so well, there's our your list answer list
2: is really not that different to be honest not in terms of tiered like top 5 we have all named all the same top 5 guys
3: you know who is who who cuts the figure of a winner more than any of those other the the, the new uh, the newfangled guys is Russell Wilson. Don't you kind of buy that that guy? Yes. If, if it were on the line, if yes. the yes. earth were on the line, I think yeah, I, I I would I take like Russell him, Wilson over just about anybody else in the NFL.
2: Su- supreme confidence. All right. Well,
3: nice work on on your list there, and you can go back and continue making your pages for around the league. But before you go, which one do you want to weigh in on here? Do you want to w- weigh in on the two topping combo? for pizza, or do you want to weigh in on things that we need to steal from other sports? You kind of already did.
2: Um, I'm going to go two-topping combo. Okay. I am vegetarian, as we've we've found out on the show, so I'm going to Oh, it was a
3: great. If you miss it, missed it around Thanksgiving, <laughs> we had a pie-off. We had the great pie-off. Handsome Hank made a treacle tart that was outrageously good, and um, I brought in a coconut cream, which was nice, but not nearly not, as, not good. as good. Not as good. And Mark Sessler brought in nothing, and Dan, uh, Hans- Dan brought in Hanses. nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, I was
2: nothing. not. No, I was not alerted. To, and you know that. the
3: fates weighed in when Dan hands. I when uh, Mark Sessler <laughs> took a bite of pie. Turned out there was meat in it. It was Adam Rank's pie. I think. Everybody no, it was, was, it was... Sessler was over there spitting into a garbage can <laughs> saying, there's meat in here. I haven't had meat in 13 years. And everybody well, was so upset. Oh, this is terrible. Our apologies. <laughs> I was beaming. Because you know what? That's what you deserved. You did it to yourself. You know, you show up to a pie-off empty-handed. Hanzoos showed up with a fork. So the, so the nickname, empty Hanzoos, was a misnomer. He,
5: he carries one with him a lot right. times.
3: Now... Pizza, I'm not talking about one topping. I'm not talking about three toppings. I'm talking about the best combo for a pizza. You have two choices. Name them. Got to pick two
2: with the way I'd order a pizza today. You're not going to agree with me, but I order a cheese pizza mm-hmm. with black olives and jalapenos.
3: Yeah, that's not good. Well, I, I'm not a, i not— Jalapenos are good on a pizza, Yes. Though. Um. I mean, you could do worse if you're co- if you're forced into doing the combo, but I don't celebrate vegetarianism. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't do it. I haven't really eaten a whole lot of red meat, but you can work a little in. Why? Why? why you know, this is your one go round. You know I'll, saying, I will dude?
2: revise. What's with the vegetarianism? I'll revise my habits uh, to comply with this. With Are you going to eat
3: some meat ever, or is this what? what is I it? will
2: now. I mean, you <laughs> just asked me. Do
3: they have watch. such a thing as vegetarians in in England?
5: Yeah, they do. Vegetarianism do they? has has arrived there. Even another one called veganism. Yeah, do you know about that one,
3: I've heard about that as well. Yeah. It's complete. I don't
5: get that. I don't necessarily get. That. Is it, I, was, is it I basically... was vegan for ten years.
2: Really? Yeah. What does that? What it, so, is for, that... to what end? To what end? to the fact that I did not eat dairy products essentially but i get why? the vegetarian like, I are get... you
4: allowed to go to a zoo just look sure at i'm animals? allowed to
2: <laughs> why would i don't go to zoos at for enjoyment to begin with but i could i would be allowed to sure
5: yeah
3: well, I, don't know. I i i i you yeah. know it's
2: never a crowd pleaser bringing that that uh that period of my life up.
3: oh no dairy what to, to yeah. what, what's the What what do you gain from such a lifestyle
2: well uh that's another conversation. I mean, I'd. I'd
3: all right. Listen. Be hard to, for me to bullet point that. Do me a favor. Do all of us a favor. Beat it. <laughs> we're, we're 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 grown men. We're having a conversation here, and you have to spoil it with your veganism. No one wants it. <laughs> Hit the bricks. Hi. Uh, good to see you, Henry. <laughs> Thank you. There he goes. Mark Sessler. Say hello to Dan Hansus for us, won't you? Oh. All right. Let's let's have a conversation ag- uh, among rational grownups now, right. shall we? Best pizza toppings. I'm going to start with necktime Milner here. Yes, sir. Lay it on me. The best combo. Best
4: combo, and one of my favorite pizzas. I'll just go one two. Pepperoni, pineapple. Oh no! No 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 no
5: no
4: no 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 no
3: no 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 no
4: no 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 no
3: no 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 not the. that, di- yeah. no, not wrong, that wrong. one. I'm not interested in sass today. That's what, that's not why I came into right, 66. to be usurp. So, listen. So or as Adam Rank says, unsurped,
4: <laughs> You can. Unsurped. You have to have yet for the one two. You got to go a meat and usually a veggie. Sometimes right. the the double meat where you go sausage pepperoni doesn't have enough uh, give and take and it's too one dimensional. Sure. Now. I I love myself a pizza where I go, you know, bell peppers and and olives and and, uh, onions and this and that. However, if you do the, not the crushed, but the chunk pineapple with a good pepperoni, I guarantee it you will enjoy this. No, it no. doesn't
3: belong on pizza. Pepperoni, if you're going to put pineapple, it should always you. be on I'm pizza. I'm telling you, I pineapple hope the listeners, be near the pizza.
4: listeners should l- listen to all of our answers, try it from their favorite pizza joint, and yeah. then vote.
3: Alright, that's fine, but let me just say this to you. At, you know, philosophically, pineapple has no business on pizza. Now, if you want to do that, if, if you, you think it tastes good, fine, let's just rename it. It should, no, it should be called like pine pizza or something, Here's the deal: but you it's have a pizza.
4: You have an eight combination, eight topping pizza you shouldn't put pineapple on there you have two meats three veggies extra cheese and whatever don't put the pineapple on but in a one two punch the pineapple and pepperoni sweet and savory does the trick
3: please no. turn your microphone off now <laughs> handsome hank my question goes to you now right first of all do they have pizza in england
5: yes pizza has come to england pizza i believe um uh, started out in italy which is actually a little closer to england than the United States of America. Is I know, I know if but you ever
3: looked at a look the world map? Thank you. I have, um, I have. But you know what I've noticed about America? This yes. is the, what you know. What the U.S. First of all, like I say, masters of convenience. That's yep. what we are. And the other thing, my takeaway when I tra- when I when I have traveled abroad, is that America does the second best version. Some, in some cases, even the best version of every food of cooking. every ethnic uh, of yes. every ethnic food. On the face of I, the earth. that's I, I, you I, I'd know, say it's true for most cuisines. I, 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 I like American pizza. I like American pizza better than I like Italian right. pizza. How about that?
5: No, no, I, I think you're right. In, in terms of pizza, I don't think you're far wrong. Here's where they, they haven't yet got their Asian food, Indian food that has not... It, doesn't do well here. it depends on where you go
3: i but in england they love their in- yes. indian food
5: indian food is better in england and i think that's because a lot of people from india migrated sure. to you think the there's UK. better
3: chinese food in england than in america i'm not saying chinese but i'm saying you Thai said food. i'm saying oh. thai
5: food i didn't say chinese i said asian i think thai food does better there. vietnamese food
3: like that, that's just
5: a no not not better here is much better
3: so sushi is better here. Yes. But you're going to make an oh, I hope we get this trip to London so can we can agree compare. I don't you
5: about the Thai food better in England than in here. That's You, you may outrageous. not be able to, but you're also not educated enough to talk about it.
3: Whoa. You well, listen. You know what? His point is valid. I've uh, been necktie. to all three of these
5: countries we're talking
3: about. So what? You also just said pineapple belongs yeah, on right. pizza, so you're excluded from this. It has a this. one two punch. You're on <laughs> probation for any food-based discussions. Now
5: No, so you are wise to ask me about whether pizza. Do you like the pizza in? I love a pizza.
3: You love the pizza here better Uh, than in England.
5: Yes, yes. All right,
3: go from there. Now lay it on us. We now know your credentials. Lay on it. Lay it on us. Best two combo. I go pepperoni. Okay. And mushroom. That's very good, and I asked I asked a few people this question around these halls. Our boss being one of them, Tom Brady, not the Patriots quarterback, but uh, I continue to celebrate every day right. that our boss is actually named Tom Brady. Um, he said the same thing, although he also gave like a he gave a weird caveat. He said, well, runner up is green pepper with any kind of sausage." Which is good. I like that. That's a, mm. a, a green pepper pizza. When it's when it shows up, it smells delicious. It
5: smells delicious, but you, if they don't cook it right, they the, they have to get the crunch in the pepper. It has to be perfect. Is I'm it, not making an argument cut, for it. it. I'm it just saying it's interesting. One,
4: is it cut uh, cross section, so it's a round ring or strips? Like a, the fajita. I don't it think it's a big difference.
5: I think it's got to be they strips. Come, they strips. Come both yes. ways. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. The exactly. Crossway. Because well, the
4: cross section, it gets too burnt. There's too much surface area and it gets burnt. Right. Let me tell the you. strips are like a fajita and that's the ticket.
3: If I can uh, if I can have a drum roll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now. I don't right know where Black
4: the, Tie put all these drum rolls. Right, I got just, two sound effects here. Get a
3: real drummer up here. All right, here we go. There we go. The best two topping pizza that you can order meatball and onion congrats, uh, congrats, uh, congrats. you buzz me you don't <laughs> buzz me you celebrate you cheer and, and meatball leave it alone and onion that's it meatball I like that a lot you know what i've also discovered recently as a side note i don't know if i've mentioned this on the podcast but i i don't know where i've been for all my years of life but i just have discovered the pleasure when you only get one topping on pizza more and more pizza connoisseur Jimmy Kimmel he likes he has a brick he's this guy I know who has a brick oven pizza and he right. made a brick oven thing in, at his house and he makes these pizzas and yes. everything and he likes to have people over to make them he has said and I always sort of thought it was a little boring but he's right when you order what's the best pizza top he said just get cheese pizza that's how you know if a pizza's good that's a. I I know where he's coming from. You go to a restaurant that hails itself as a great pizza maker. Just get the cheese. That'll tell you all you but need to you know need about the. But then you
5: need one slice of that, and then if it's good enough, then you carry on. Otherwise, you say maybe, I'm
3: out. maybe. But uh, you know, so but it's very plain to do this. It looks plain when you open it up, but you'll be sent to heaven when you take your first bite. The one topping, garlic. Try yes, a, try a garlic pizza. It's roasted delicious. garlic is very delicious. Oh, it's people cr- don't, I've know, never
4: had it. People I never don't delicious. know that the roasted garlic becomes sweet, Oh, not stinky.
3: It, yeah, it's divine. Oh, it's really good. But back to my main point. Try this out. Meatball. Not the crap where they where they take ground beef and they put it in the pan and they try to pass it off as a meatball. I'm talking they make a meatball. Then they slice it. It's all cooked up. Mm -hmm. Then they slice it up. Then they put that onto the pizza pie. Mix that up with some onions. I mean, you can't go wrong. You you ain't going to beat it. That's for sure. You might... Find a pie that tastes as good, but not never better, never better.
5: I think on our most recent culinary tour of the United States of mm-hmm. America, we in New York had exactly that pizza, didn't we, together?
3: Yeah, we did. Yeah, we it, was it was very good. It
5: was good. Uh, it was a good one.
4: I got a question for the pizza connoisseurs, the culinary dynamic duo. Pepperoni is a standard favorite topping of a lot of people. If you have one topping, people will go pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Hank and I both went pepperoni as one of our two toppings. You pizzas.
5: then went horribly. Okay, off course. let's no, let's no. get past. I this. like pepperoni. went no, no, like horribly. Let's go past. Let's pineapple. get past that. Let's get right. past that.
4: As far as pepperoni goes, it can be very good and very bad. My favorite type of pepperoni in a few places that use natural casing in their pepperoni. The pepperoni curls, curls right. and gets crispy on nice. the outside. And
3: it forms a little pool of oil. A little right in the that middle. I, that the I little like dot. to bathe my fingers in before. dot and of oil after.
4: grease. But the outside crispiness. It's from a natural case pepperoni. is divine. It's crunchy and it kind of has the two texture. That is a good pizza pie.
3: Hey, I, well, I I like that. I like that kind of pepperoni. So listen, we'll put it to a vote. Put that. We'll make that our poll question today: the best two co- two topping combo for any pizza, and weigh in there. But first, do it properly. If you fancy yourself a scientist, then do the do the labor required. And order Try each them. one of these pieces. Well, you can't probably not say, the
5: pepperoni and pineapple.
3: Don't waste oh, your time. I can, oh. tell, I, can, I can tell you. I think we don't should bother. come up with
5: a third option because that one is you do we'll terribly go, we'll, in terribly. We'll go uh, with one. Of, we'll, we'll,
3: we'll use Tom Brady's. Yes. Yeah, we'll yeah, use yeah. his. and, and no, do we, Or put, do we go Sessler's? On,
5: no, put mine on there. Put
3: what? mine on there.
4: What? Right, so you can watch me fail miserably.
3: No, because I know young because believe me, I brought this. I When people talk pineapple, I berate them, and then people say, you just don't understand. And it seems like a newfangled thing. seems like the kids. They think that know. they think that they're being uh, new agey or something or forward thinking with this pineapple. I say they're making like Icarus flying too close to the sun, and we know where he wound up, don't right, we? Right in yeah. the sea. Yeah. Thank you. Um, by the way, really quickly before we move on, a food-related thing reminds me of something. Tell me if I'm wrong on this one. If this was if this was gluttonous or handsome, especially you. You've been on. We're on our culinary tour. And and necktie, you enjoy eating uh, good meals as well. I know that for and the the pineapple, the <laughs> shame of the pineapple mm-hmm. aside, mm-hmm. I went out to dinner. I, it was a delicious place downtown, Los, uh, downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, had a delicious feast and spared uh, spared nothing. I, uh, appetizer, one appetizer or that appetizer. You know what? Both appetizers. Right. Great. Bring them on. Yeah, let's have those. That's some lettuce. Sure, I'll have a nice salad. You didn't eat lettuce. I ate some. I ate some nice salad. <laughs> right. Main <laughs> course of I believe it was scallops. I think a delicious scallop. Big feast I had dessert a delicious caramel based treat mm-hmm. i had stuffed then like something out of a movie someone walked by a waiter the the server walked by with this sliced delicious looking steak on a plate he walks by i could smell it as it went by and it was two tables away from me and it was delivered to the person in the seat facing me so now i'm looking at a guy eating this eating steak. The
5: thing that you like
3: directly behind him Another guy gets that same steak. So now two guys are looking at me eating this steak behind that. This is absolutely true, by the way. It winds up four tables in a row, all facing me, the person who is facing me, all eating that steak simultaneously. Well, I took it as a sign. My meal was complete. I had had dessert, and it looked so delicious. I thought somebody was trying to tell me something. I ordered that steak. And I, <laughs> I polished it in 90 seconds flat. Worth it. Absolutely, except it was gone before, before right. almost before it, even that uh, was put down on the on the table, yay or nay,
5: I think yay, I think if you if you want it, why shouldn't you have it? Mm-hmm. I think my problem with that would be that I would then need to reboot dessert as well, mm. like I don't ah, I wouldn't want't wow. that's, I didn't an, think that's about a that. tough time to leave on a steak, I would then say, well. It's kind of canceled out dessert. I'm going to need either the caramel treat or something that didn't quite make the grade first time around. Here's hmm. what you do
4: you have the steak, and then you finish it off with a uh, post dinner cocktail or a glass of wine.
3: I like that. I so like You've already got or the both. dessert.
4: You've already got the dessert. And if, as you said, it's true, two appetizers, a soup course, a fish course, a five salads, and two, two entrees, and dessert. you're stuffed. You're not going to be able to pack down A nice devil.
3: port is what you're suggesting. I'm not a port guy. A port is have... the way a man finishes oh, a yeah. meal. I would go... Uh, a bottle of port. I would go... Ooh, uh, I've never done that. I'm, I'm I'm game to try. We should do I'm it. A, I'm day. a
4: straight bourbon, maybe a bourbon on the rocks kind All right. of guy, or a glass of, uh, uh, maybe a glass of red wine, but usually I'd be a, a bourbon guy. You know
3: what? I'm man enough to say I enjoy a sweet, delicious uh, dessert wine. I don't care. I. You know what I do sometimes? Bring me a rosé for with my dinner. I don't care. But
4: that's the answer of do you? what do you end on, the steak? No, you don't end on steak. Nah. You've already had your dessert. You're going to be stuffed to the gills. Another you don't want to get sick. You don't want to go home not enjoying your dinner. Have a have an after dinner. Cocktail. I did that
3: and was met with ridicule because it was an unorthodox choice to have a steak after a full meal right. like that, but I didn't care. I no, was I, I was in heaven.
5: I have a friend um who uh who actually lives in New Zealand now, but he um his thing was that he always wanted to have he loves dessert. Loves dessert. So he would order a dessert as an entree. Mm. As an appetizer, I mean. That's like neat. Just, he would like kick that. things off with a dessert and then he know, then he knew that he would be happy. And he knew he would have had a good meal because there's always the disappointment of ordering something, ordering something, then being like, I don't like the food here and I just want to go. He would get a dessert straight away. And then move on. You
3: know what my move has been? When I when I was living in Chicago, it was standardly on one of the two weekend days, go out for a big breakfast. This, these are in the days when you're out till 3 in the a.m., mm. you know, having cheap beers and so on. You wake up, you don't feel that great. Uh, 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 the, a, greasy. Uh, a big breakfast is just what the doctor yeah. ordered. You sit there for two and a half, three hours telling stories and drinking coffee, you know, drinking 20 uh, cups of coffee and getting yourself wired and everything. And I would always get, though, I'd get a big omelet and everything, but also a milkshake with breakfast. And I thought that was just what the doctor ordered. I thought that really uh, put the cherry on top, as it were. Now, another subject, very quickly, I want to bring up, uh, again, along the lines of how can we make the NFL even better? NHL playoffs are going on. Stanley Cup playoff action is underway. Two series Involved two original six teams. Now, handsome Hank, you're not an NHL guy. The original six is, I I assume a lot of people know what I'm talking about, but uh, some of the youngsters probably don't. The original six, 1942 to 1967 in the NHL. This is a major sports league, 42 to 67, a quarter century. There were only six teams in it. Amazing. Which is, I find that fascinating what it must have been to be a hockey fan in one of those towns. And I thought that's pretty, that's a, kind of a fun thing and uh, because I was curious about that and the Bruins and Rangers are playing on one side on the other side you have the Red Wings and Blackhawks going at it they're two they're four of the original six teams and so I was reading about them I didn't realize that this is true I knew that the Leafs Canadians and Wings dominated the original six era I think the right. three of them won every cup except for maybe one or two in that span and I, I never really investigated why that was. The Rangers, Hawks, and uh, um, Bruins didn't win very often. And it turns out, I looked it up, They within a 50-mile radius of your city, you had exclusive negotiating rights with natives, which I miles. think is awesome. Within 50 miles of your city. So, of course, that favored in, in uh, you know, hockey uh, certainly you know 50 60 years ago way more popular than it than it was in the u.s still is um so montreal was always great mm-hmm. that ma- explains why they won so many stanley cups and the leafs and then the red wings are right across the canadian border from uh, from windsor ontario so there's a good pool of talent there but montreal and people would say well that's that's lame. That's uh, that's inequitable and they, they should, figure out, should have figured out a way to disperse those players. I say that makes it even cooler. We're rooting, listen, we talk about it all the time, the need to delude yourself as a sports fan, to believe that players who just got drafted to, to your city care as much about the fate of your franchise. They care about the team that they're on for that year and for the few years, but they certainly can't care about the overall history. I care more as a guy who's from Pittsburgh born and raised, living and dying with that team, than somebody who was drafted two years ago to the Steelers. And I make this argument all the time with the players, as you've heard on this podcast. Anyhow, the buy-in, the pride that you would have as a fan of the Montreal Canadiens would be greater because it's all your guys doing it. What if the NFL did that? What if the NFL – I'm not saying it has to be hard and fast, that if you're from – Let's say you're from Cleveland, you mu- you can only play for the Browns or you're out of it. But at least the Browns have first dibs on yeah, it. Yeah, at I least the it. Browns get to take a run at you if you can't work it out or oh, you're I I don't like your wide receivers. You already have enough. I won't get enough playing time. I'm not gonna I'm gonna go out there and put myself out there to the general population of NFL personnel guys. But you get first dibs on it. I think that would be great. And second, the the next thing is I ask you. Who would be the best? Who would be the well, best I, NFL uh, team? that's so what I was
5: just thinking about. So I, this is off the top of my head. I think actually it would be good for me. I think the Miami Dolphins would do well. It seems like Florida, sure. that area, produces a lot of good football players. I think the Saints could be pretty good. It seems like there's a lot from Louisiana, New Orleans, sure. that area too. I think the Chargers would benefit from the L.A. population. Um, too far then, away too far it's it outside 50 of 50 miles, miles. yeah more, okay well then la away. would be the place where everyone flocked
3: to wouldn't to that be the funny people? thing is that you would not yeah, nobody that would, would be have even more of
5: a benefit for a team moving here uh and then i, the, I guess the one i'd be most interested in is, is your steelers like pittsburgh have, and
3: cleveland they, would be they'd good
5: they'd have had a decision to make in the 80s like montana and marina like those are who do we take who's, wow who's our that's guy? a great point yes um so i think those are probably those are off the top of my head, would probably be. That.
3: And the other one that would be interesting is I didn't hadn't thought about that. That's really true. They also would have been debating a generation prior to that. Do we start Johnny and Ida's or Joe Namath? Joe Namath. Exactly. How about that? Great. Tons. So, yes, Pittsburgh would have ruled the NFL, as yep. they did anyway, through the 70s. But then with the emergence of Florida football, Florida would now rule the thing. I think Florida thing.
5: would do pretty well.
3: Jaguars, Tampa, Dolphins fans would all enjoy that. Yeah. But I think that I would expect that the Bears would still be good. I don't know about the football up in the – well, I guess it seems like uh, Cowboys, the Oregon Ducks are good. Yeah. Houston. Houston. Yes, Texas, California, Texas teams would be awesome. It's
4: the recruiting pool of, of college football just into the and NFL. And
3: Kansas City couldn't be bad either. It seems like the Midwest right. would produce. Who would yeah. be the worst? Who would be the bum teams then? New York would struggle.
5: Seattle would struggle.
3: Would they be the worst? I think
5: probably, wouldn't they? I mean, uh, Se- Does New uh, England I mean, have good have the football? they eti- would have they, like would they the do entire
4: well? Pacific Northwest.
5: I suppose. But it's still only 50 miles. I Phoenix?
3: Mean, Phoenix isn't a big recruiting hotbed of, of talent. Is it not? I don't really know. I feel yeah. like that we don't know whether or not yeah, that's stu- – I, I, I think w- I
5: know what's good. What? I don't can we do know that, what's handsome, bad.
3: Can we get – you have a lot of juice at the NFL. Really? Can Yes, more than I do. Now, listen, why don't you – can we get a researcher or research – we need a team of researchers. I want to know who all the players, what they're – native city is, if we could lay this out. Current players. Yes. Because there will be a percentage that are not within 50 right, miles right, right. of any city. So they're so they're free they're agents. Out. But we could establish what these teams would at least kind of look like with this. I think this would be a, I think a, it'd
5: be fun. We Maybe we can well let's get the research guys who they love this kind of a task. Yes. Let's get them to do it. And then maybe we could bring one of them here to talk about it.
3: I love it. Let's do it. I think this is a, will be a fun thing to see. And if then we'll pass along our findings to Kamishka Cadell, and who knows? May, I mean, probably too soon for 2013, but maybe like by 2014, 20, maybe for Super Bowl 50. Yeah. Every, imagine the local pride you'd have. Right. It's not just your team who, ah, somebody drafted them. Yeah, they're, oh, yeah, I grew up be, next It time. could be Tom brady He Brady's, grew up in my neighborhood, that guy.
5: It could be Tom Brady's best chance of getting back to a Super Bowl in his hometown with the 49ers.
3: So so we would just move these players. Yeah, oh, like, right.
5: Straight away. I mean, the commission say, wait? Let, why wait on this? I Let's like this. Go.
3: All right. And also... Well, along these lines, drop us a line uh, and, and let us know uh, d- at uh, hashtag DDFP. Let us know what other things in other sports leagues should the NFL adopt to make itself even greater. Before we wrap up, actually, Handsome, do you have any of those?
5: Um, I think relegation. You and I talked about it a little bit during I the draft.
3: I love relegation. Relegation to EPL. the CFL. EPL, <laughs> EPL, uh, the uh, the English Premier League, the team that finishes last every year. The in three that. teams. Three. The bottom oh, I three. I didn't know. At the bottom three, they get sent down to essentially the minor leagues. That and then kind of the thing. winners of that from the minor league, they get pulled up. And, and this goes playoff. all the way down. This, uh, there are several layers yes. of minor leagues, just yep. like in our baseball leagues. Yep. Yeah, NFL. There is no such thing as an NFL minor. CFL would be pretty good. Baseball. This would be gangbusters, right. though. Oh, I, and I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, and I'm saying I love this because it would make every season juicy. Wow, we better beat those Royals in our interleague games, or else we might get sent down. Exactly. And the, and, and and the Toledo Mud ends might replace us. That would be pretty fun and to then watch. You,
5: and then your best players will say, "We don't want to play in this crummy league anymore. Let's let's move teams." It's I'm
3: tough. for it. Hey, uh, I almost called you now. Handsome necktie. Do you have any that you'd like to adopt from other sports?
4: <laughs> the designated hitter. No, I don't know. I mean, relegation's great. Uh, Wouldn't that
3: be fun? I'm all. I think for it would be. It. Again, I am not a Yankees or Red Sox fan or either. I'm talking about. I root for one of these bum teams. I think it would give meaning to every season. What I would
4: we- not. I would not bring the NBA draft lottery in. I mean, that's that's. That's a joke. It's
3: imperfect, but I like but I like where it what, what it says that you're just uh, that you can't just lay down for a season because no team I've ever rooted for has ever done anything like that except the Pittsburgh Penguins once or twice. But that aside, no, it's ne- <laughs> I would never root for a team that would intentionally lose, lose games game. so that they could get a player unless that player happened to be the greatest To ever play the sport, Mario Lemieux. That aside, I don't approve of it. (laughs) All right, that's enough. Now, hashtag DDFP. Other sports virtues that the NFL should adopt. I uh, listen. We're off to a good start with the relegation, and you uh, players within a fifty mile radius need to play for for that team is a great idea too. Again, although I also am curious. Before we wrap, who would be the worst? Cincinnati would be. They'd be pretty good, though, right? No, I think the so. Problem, I mean, the I problems think arise
4: Seattle. when, like, uh, you've got two teams in the same market: Jets, Giants, Niners, uh, Raiders. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole Ohio uh, kind of Cleveland, Cincinnati. No, nah, they're because, too far
3: apart. They're the other ends of the state but, from each but other. But
4: I, I think you can find enough where there's some overlap where people are competing for the same, yeah, same teams. Well, I think the interesting, yeah, like, thing right. Like, who would who would go to the New York teams? You know, it's all right. going to be big blue and not gang green, or they'd all go to San Francisco, not the Raiders. And I think that teams are that are close are going to struggle. You got Seattle fifty mile radius. Well, say you got somebody in Idaho, that's good. That's not close to anything. Right, they'd have they're- to go to Seattle. So Seattle's radius is actually now like a hundred and fifty so miles. At
3: football up there? I thought Washington. State's no, they've got no. But good.
4: I, I think there are some bright spots, but. As like a hotbed, you know, you don't think mm. of the Pacific Northwest, right. but their radius is going to have to be, and nobody can see my arms right now, but 150 miles wide instead of 50 miles.
5: But wide. maybe the tactics of this is if you, if you, if you're a team that doesn't have those guys, you have first dibs on the guys that got rejected mm. by one of the cities. So I think you could work it out. I think this, I think it'd be really interesting.
3: All right. Well, listen, it's something to think about, and we've begun the discussion. Join in. DDFP. Now that's. Uh,
5: no. Let's not end on that. Note. <laughs> no, no, indeed.
3: Sausage and onion—that is the final word. Right. We'll be back. You with said more. meatball and onion earlier. What did I say? Sausage. Oh, I, I slipped in oh. the tongue. You <laughs> thrown me off my game with your pineapple hokum. We'll be back though later in the week. We have to break down the latest installment of the top 100. I'll be back on there on NFL Network uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific this Thursday night with SAP. And I think there's a special guest, but I'm not supposed to say who it is. It's breaking it down from, what is it this week, 60 to 51? That's right. And and then there's a halftime show coming up midway through this thing. So be on the lookout for that. It's the recap show that follows the proper show that announces 60 down to 51. So be on the lookout for that. Um, NFL UK Hank is where you find him on Twitter. Necktie Milner, a pleasure to see you behind the glass once again. And uh, at Damashek is how you track me down. And uh, like I say, be back for more hooey and applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. Don't eat pineapple. It's been a thin slice of heaven unless you eat the pineapple.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.